0: This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is twenty twenty. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Hi, welcome to 51st Dates. This is Jolie Moore. It has been a long time since I have recorded an episode. I just had to listen to the last one, and that was recorded um, December 28th something like that of 2021 and now it is september of 2022 and a lot has happened i'm trying to think how i should tell this actually i'm going to title the episode the league of unavailable gentlemen so i think that should probably be a clue so i i just listened it was a little painful actually to listen to that last episode because I remember I mean it was like nine months ago not that I remember everything that happened um, with the summer guy so the summer guy is no more Um, I'm trying to think what order I should tell this in so when I left off um, he had come to my apartment um, hemmed and hawed and was unable to tell me that he liked me I had to ask him And I'm not even sure, like, if he said he liked me, except that he didn't want to ruin whatever this was. So I... We went to actually the ballet the next day. That was actually great. But um, I love the Nutcracker I do, and I didn't see it in 2020 for obvious reasons, but I do go to the ballet every year. um, Every other year now with my son, because I have to switch off holidays. And the last winter, I did not have him. Last Christmas. I guess I will this Christmas. So... I was in my lovely little tiny foreign country, um, with this guy and we spent a lot of time together, mm, some time together over that break. So after I sort of pulled it out of him that he liked me, one of the things he said, and we're sitting on that couch, I have a white couch, I still have some thoughts about that. We were sitting on that couch and he said... I am emotionally stunted. This is all while his hand's on my leg, so, you know, my hearing may have been altered. But that was the excuse he gave for being unable to tell me that he liked me, despite the fact that he had wine and flowers and was at my um, at my apartment. So that... We spent... So we went to the valet. Um, we went to see, actually, Casablanca, which I'd never seen... I've seen it before I never paid attention it's a love story somebody should have told me that um we did all these fun things we took these walks um on this like pleasure island um in the city and it was very enjoyable um and I actually extended my stay like an extra five or six days um for other reasons I have like I, I have citizenship in a foreign country and I have to manage that. And not being there in 2020, there were papers that had sort of lagged that I needed to sign, update and deal with because I have to renew um, my cards every five years. So I stayed extra to like sort of prep for some of the administrative stuff I had to do, also free healthcare care, and um, spending time with him and it was delightful. He spent the last night with me before I flew out. Unfortunately, the flights, I have a lot of thoughts about this tiny place, but the flights, they have flights and they have an airport, so that's good. Um, apparently I found out there's countries in the airport. So, but the flights over the years I've spent there get earlier and earlier and earlier, because it's not, it's a destination, but when people leave, you got to leave it like 6 a.m. I just did it a couple weeks ago. And so you have to leave like 4, 4.30. The airport's not that far and it's small um, to get there on time. But it doesn't make for a delightful night, at least for me, because I have a lot of anxiety about not waking up. Um, so he stayed over. Um, it was interesting. This is with hindsight. He was... Sort of reticent. I don't know how to say this. The one of the things that continues to occur in relationships I have is that people seem reticent to be close to me. Um, I mean, they'll talk a lot, and but they don't. They seem to have some sort of barrier to um, intimacy, both physical and the rest of it, obviously, but. He was sort of like that, and I thought, well, maybe I'm pushy. Um, I always feel like I'm pushy. Um, and it was interesting. Like, he kissed me, and he was sort of interested in making out, but really sort of hesitant. And he he slept over, and we didn't really sleep. We were just sort of, well, I was in and out of sleep. Um, but I had to set an alarm. And I got up in the morning at the crack of dawn and, like, packed up my bag and was leaving and at the time I thought this was so sweet and I, I actually I don't not think this is sweet so he was like is there anything I can help you with and I'm like well the cab's downstairs I pre-order a cab and um if you could help me either carry the garbage out because um, I don't like to leave garbage even though there was somebody who comes and cleans they don't always come right away um so I need to help taking the garbage out and taking my suitcase I only have one um a tiny one downstairs and he's like, of course, I'll help you with that. What else do you need? And it struck me because I have never dated a guy who was willing to carry anything for me, garbage suitcase, anything. My ex was always like, you pack your stuff, you schlep it yourself. Um, so and I dated a lot of years and was married. And like, I was like, somebody's willing to carry a bag for me. And I realized like how low effort that is. But nobody's even put in that amount of effort. So I flew back. Um, my child was in school and I managed all that so on the day after I flew back I was actually standing in the post office ready to send a a Jolie Moore book actually to um my plane companion our plane was delayed we talked for a couple hours she's like you're a writer she likes to read she's like send me some books I got her address I sent books um she was young she was a college senior (laughs) now I think about it she just gave me her address but I did I went to the post office immediately the next day I signed the books and I sent them so I'm standing in the post office in between sending these books and they're going to pick up my kid from school and I get a phone call and it's a summer guy. And I'm like, what's up? It's like two in the afternoon. I'm about to pick up my kid. I'm standing in the post office, which is a delight and a joy in Los Angeles. And he was like, I, I can't believe we left off without declaring anything. And I was like, OK, well, what do you want? And he was like, I want to be in a relationship with you. It doesn't matter what it takes. Let's, let's do this. And so I thought, okay, I'm willing to try anything. I mean, we don't live in the same country much of the, some of the year, but okay. And so we continued on. Um, We made plans to go on vacation together. So in March, actually, we went to Panama for a week and that was let me say this he was like i want to spend time together um he's like but i'm traveling um a lot it was his first time sort of he's decided to travel internationally he decided to do a lot of things to change his life um actually pre-pandemic but was unable to manifest those until after um travel was open again um for his passport we have different passports i have a u.s passport and um apparently different countries can go different places post-pandemic um that was certainly interesting but he's like i'm gonna travel but i'm like gonna do like this backpacking thing and you know i don't know i'm he's not he was younger than me he still is younger than me but i don't do like i'm too old i don't stay in hostels i don't share a bathroom like all that so he's like, I'm backpacking, I'm going to go to, I couldn't, he couldn't decide. He's like, I'm going to go to Colombia, I think, or Panama, and I forget, some other place. And I was like, okay, this sounds interesting, um, how about I meet you? And he's like, what? And I was like, you're going to fly all the way to this side of the planet, um, I don't know, 10 hours, 12 hours, who knows, whatever. Um, my geography is not always great. So you're going to fly, you know, all the way over to my side of the world, I can certainly fly and meet you. And he's like, huh. And I will admit this now, I sort of, I do this all the time. I sort of had to convince people of the delight of my ideas. So he was like, really? I'm like, no, like, I can buy a ticket. There's direct flights to Panama City. I have a friend. Who has I have a lot of friends who travel. Um, who's been there, and you know, I know the logistics um, from her trip. So he was like, "Huh, that's interesting." So like, it took a couple of days. I was like, "No, but this is a really good idea. That way, we can see each other because I'm not coming back to this other country until April when I have to like renew my documents, and because I'm going with my son and it's a school break. We're only going to be there a couple of weeks." So. I was like, but we should meet because I'm going to have my son in April. And, but if we meet in March, we can have adult time. So I fly to Panama City, um, a day early, long story there. I was like, I can only get a flight on this date. And I, he was like, okay, I'll meet you. And he didn't change his plans. He was busy, I don't know, doing whatever in Medellin. So, which he didn't like. And I was like, hmm, shocker. Um, not anti Medellin. He was just like there seems to be a lot of like he got mugged and there seems to be a lot of child trafficking. There are a lot of signs of the places that he was staying that said you can't bring children. I've never seen a sign like that, but I probably wouldn't stay at a place like that. So anyway, I got a I got a hotel um in Panama. I how can I say this? I don't know if I have high standards, I'm just older. So I was like, I will pick a hotel because he was like, can we just stay like in one place and have no plans? I'm like, I'm an adult. I need plans. I just can't wing it. I, well, I'm not that spontaneous. I will spontaneously fly to any foreign country, but I do not want to spontaneously backpack through said foreign country. So I was like, well, what do, I'll book a place in Panama City. I'll book it for like five nights and then then we will see when you get there so I spent the first night, I don't know, writing, roaming around the city, um, looking to see what there was working on my Spanish, (laughs) um, learning a lot about the history of Panama and Colombia. And he rolls up the next day, but like he, (laughs) so if I was really interested in seeing someone, I would make an effort to get there. He like took a bus from wherever in Colombia or maybe a plane and then took like, three buses from the airport so even though i knew he had landed or got in at like eight or nine in the morning and so i'm fully expecting him to show up like a half an hour later i mean i I took the uh, cab from the airport it's like 30 minutes or less not that busy of a place and so i'm fully expecting this to him to roll up and plus he would not have had the COVID restrictions because he would have been coming from an adjoining country without those restrictions so I'm like, okay, I'll wait and we'll have breakfast, and I'm, like, starving, so, like, by 11 a.m., he rolls up, because he had taken, like, literally a city bus and then walked, because I was staying in this part of Panama City called uh, Casco Viejo, which is, like, an old part, there's, like, literally no public transportation there. Um, and the rest of the city, they have like underground and buses. I mean, you know, it's a city with transportation, but not in this old part of town, but I chose the old part of town because the hotels were cute and by the water. Um, and so don't ask me if it's the Pacific or the Caribbean. I, it took me a long time to figure it out and I don't remember. So he, um, rolls up at 11 and I was like, okay, but I'm really hungry And he's like, all right, let me just shower. So he showers because it was okay, because Panama's like tropical and it's like, you know, 90 degrees with 90 percent humidity. And he had like hiked from the bus station with his backpack. So he takes a shower. We go out to breakfast. He doesn't need anything, whatever. Um, And then we like sit around and make plans. So we sort of toured the city, did some stuff. The best part was the Panama Canal, literally like the best like so cool um I can take it off my bucket list because I don't know when I was ever getting there but um we had a good time on the trip um it was interesting I think he would have liked me to just roll up random places and I really like to plan what I'm going to do for the day and do it so I'll give you an example like I planned one day um and we like got a car, met whoever, did the things, and it all, like, worked out, so he was like, you know, you're doing a lot of planning I'm like, okay, he's like, let's do something spontaneous let's go see this w- waterfall in some national park and I'm like, okay you plan it, let me know I, had, I was on the phone with somebody trying to plan something um, he was like, it was fun, but I don't like the idea of, like, organized tours or whatever, I'm like, fine So we get an Uber, (laughs) anyway, and it drives up this mountainside to the entrance to this park. We get to the park, the guard's like, you you can't come in without a reservation. I'm like, what? He's like, we have a COVID rule that you can't come into, it's an outdoor park, so who knows, without a reservation. But you can only get a reservation like 24 to 48 hours in advance. I was like, okay, fine. So, we'll just drive back down this mountain with this Uber and I don't know, figure something else out. So, we drive back down the mountain, but he was really agitated about why we couldn't get into the park. He couldn't get cell service. I took out my phone, I was able to get cell service. Um, I can read in Spanish. And I was like, Well, it says here that it says here what the guy said you have to have a reservation. make no exceptions except if you're with a tour imagine that um but that's you know unfortunately we can't do it and we the reservations are full or whatever um until i fly out so we're coming back down the mountain but i was getting carsick and i was getting really um i was kind of having a little bit of a ptsd sort of panic attack because I've been on a lot of vacations with my um, um, ex and he would have lost his shit and would have screamed at me all day, it would have been a horrible time. And I was, I knew that that was not likely to happen, but I, my brain was not cooperating and also weaving down a mountain really fast was making me really, I don't like cars and air conditioning outside the US in a car is kind of weak. So. Um, I got really nervous. We finally get down to the train station and the Uber, the Uber guy was a little frustrated because he had spent like an hour, maybe he could have made more money. I don't really know how Uber works. But he was like, okay, (laughs) lovely, see ya. But I hadn't put my phone back in my my bag because I was too busy panicking. So the minute the guy drives away, I'm like, oh my God, I left my phone in the bag. And it was a brand new (laughs) iPhone 13. I just bought in September so I don't know four or five months old you know and I just spent a thousand plus dollars on a stupid phone so I freak out he's like I'll get your phone back um we didn't and so we're walking around looking for dinner after like we came back to the hotel I was like I need to lay down <laughs> and whatever and he had been panicking As well because he was like you're gonna say that I ruined your vacation I was like you know it's just like a bump in the road I'm fine and he was sort of really I don't know the right word really gratified that I wasn't gonna fly off the handle and be crazy and I'll say the same so I didn't get my phone back before I left Panama um, you try flying in COVID without a phone. It's actually a lot harder because my, you know, vaccines were on there. Like everything was on there. Um, but they will make exceptions because not everybody has a phone. I found out there's paper in Panama. So um, it was a good trip. I enjoyed it. Um, he was very kind and affectionate and loving on the trip. I have these pictures where like when I showed my friends, they're like, oh my God, I think this guy loves you. He's really like into you, it was um, really a good bonding experience in this relationship. You know, we were like talking, he was like, you know, I want to be like exclusive, whatever. So I was under the impression that we had had like a DTR talk and things were good. So two, three weeks later, um, I fly, he spends the rest of his vacation, I don't know, backpacking around, he got mugged again. And um, we meet up in the other country. So in the interim, he moved to yet another country, but he was like straddling to the place where we have the, where we live together um, in the same place. And then this third now third country and he didn't want to move there. Um, cause he doesn't like it, but he took a job there cause the pay is better. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever, but will I see you in April? He's like, I'll fly in or take a bus. I don't know, whatever. Um, and I'll be there in April. So when I landed in April, um, I landed with my son. He like called me. He's like, what would you like upon landing? I'm like, you know, I mean, I live, it's a, there's food. I have not all well worked out. And I was like, you know what? The bakeries aren't open because I usually land on a weekend and the bakeries are usually only open during the week. I was like, my son has this like preferred pastry, if you could like find a pastry and then save it, that'd be great. So he did this thing where he went to like five different shops to get five different like variations on this pastry and brought it, Um, and I went downstairs that first night and my son was like, this is so great, I think I like this guy, Um, he hadn't met him. So um, during the breaks, I um, spent some time with him, but not that long, only a few hours here and there, because I do have a child. Um, I had to do my bureaucratic stuff. Um, but I thought about it, and I thought, well, we had a DTR talk. I don't see a reason why this relationship would end, so I'm going to introduce you to my son. And none of the other people, even Thunderbolt or any of the people with a dropping by, um, met my child. So he... Um, we... I have a friend there who, during the pandemic, she and some friends wrote a play and then mounted the play. So I was like, oh, well, my friend's doing this play. Um, she you know, brought over some like comp tickets, let's go do this. And then you can meet my son, but it seemed like a perfect activity because men don't really, men, boys, people, those people don't seem to do well like, like women where we can all sit and talk for hours. So we went to this, my friend's play, um, the three of us, Um, they shook hands probably briefly and then after the play they had like a gathering um, at a pub around the corner or whatever and we went there (laughs) you know outside of the US children can go into pubs and also New York City cuz I grew up there and had children can go into bars Um, but we went to a pub we were there I was there like you know it was nighttime and um, my child does go to bed so maybe we stayed like 30 minutes he met my friend um, some of my friend's friends who my friend had wanted me to meet because they're writers and artists and, you know, whatever. And then we left and then I talked to him. I mean, we met a few times before I left, maybe. Um, and my friend, another friend offered to take my kid to the movies, dinner, pizza, who knows what, all well, she did so I could spend like an actual night, date night with him. And she did that. And that was a lovely favor super excellent and we did that so when i left in april i thought all things were good um we talked and i said okay well i have to arrange some stuff in custody i I had my child like all of may i said but i don't have him for thanksgiving why don't i fly to this new country that you're living in and we can spend like three weeks three and a half weeks together it's my birthday yada yada he's like that's great let's make plans um, and I said, okay, so I'm flying back. It's April. I'm not flying back until June. Um, but I'll be here for all summer. And he was like, that's great. And I said, okay, in addition, why don't I spend the second half of the summer with you in the foreign country after I drop my child off with my ex, um, and yet another country. Um, and he was like, that's, that sounds great. So I booked all these tickets, like, I made all these plans based on this. So in June, he was like, well, I've, I'm here in this new city. I don't like it, but I don't think I can go back and forth on the weekends right now. And two of the people in my department are going on parental leave. So um, they need me more than ever. Although he's remote. So, you know, whatever. I was like that. OK, whatever. Um and so I was like, well, I guess I'll see you in July then. And he was like, yeah, I'm really sorry, but this is, like, important to me. I'm almost at my some review period, and I, I want to, like, spend more time socializing with office people, yada, yada. Okay. So we talk in June, but he, like, sort of, he drops off the map. Um, he still, like, contacted me every day, but he was always like, oh, you know, I'm really busy but hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, And it was the only time that he contacted me was when he wanted advice. He was like, I'm about to have this talk with my boss about, I don't know, whatever review. I, I don't know, I'm a writer. I don't have like an office job. And, you know, can you give me some advice? And so we had a long conversation about that. And then some other day he was like, I'm finally thinking about getting sunglasses, you know, can you like, I'm going to send you all these things because his employer, I never could remember his employer's name, don't say, um, was some kind of a clothing retailer and he's like, but they're having a sale on designer sunglasses. Um, these are all the sunglasses, which ones do you think would look best on me? So we had a long conversation about that. He texted me pictures and all that. But other than those, like couple of conversations, he was sort of gotten, he went to that too busy to talk. And I was like, is there something going on that, you know, you want to talk to me about? And he was like, no, 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 it's just, I'm really busy. But you know, as soon as we're together, then I'll have all this time. I'm like, okay, fine. So we, so that's how it went. So I went on vacation with my child. We left the other, we went on vacation and I was like, so I flew to yet another city, another country. So we went on vacation with my son. Um, I talked to him on the vacation and I was like, he had, so in some months ago I sent him my bucket list of places I want to travel in the world right in ranked order and especially post COVID. I'm like, um, I can go, I'm going, let's go. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go to some of the cities that you're going to go to with your son so we can have similar experiences. And I was like, oh, that seems really sweet. So he had gone to this, this city. It's in Scandinavia. He'd gone to the city um, like a couple weeks before me. And so he had some tips and I was like, I got tickets and everything, but the only thing I hadn't got was a hotel because Scandinavia is freaking expensive. And I was in denial about the cost of hotels. And I was like, well, do you have some advice about the part of town? He was like, you should probably stay in this part of the city. And I booked some hotel, and it was fine. And so I'm on vacation with my son, and he's like, how do you like the city? He did not enjoy the city. He said it was too expensive. And so he spent most of his time in a hostel and just walking around. I was like, okay. Whatever, he went with some group, um, an affinity group. And I was like, Well, how do the people like it? And he's like, The people don't like the hostel food and they're going out to eat, but I'm not going to do that because I'm saving money. I'm like, Okay, whatever. That's not how I do this vacation, but you're your own adult. So my son and I are in, in this country. We traveled around a bit. And he was like, How do you like it? I'm like, It's really delightful. It's cold. <laughs> it's summer. And I was unprepared for that. But I was like, it's delightful. We're having a good time. Like, they have, like, all these, like, national dishes, like, food dishes. I'm going to try all the national dishes. I've always wanted to see this place. I wrote about it in a book ages ago. Um, and it. I was like, so let's go. And actually, I wrote about it in someone else's wife. Um, it's, well, I wrote about it in someone else's wife. But I hadn't been. And in, when I went, I was so gratified that it was exactly like I had described in the book and I hadn't missed the mark. And so I I was having a great time. I'm like, I'm having a great time. Like, I got free dessert. Like, we're hanging out. We're like, by the water, in the boat, taking public transportation, looking at the pretty architecture, looking at, I don't know, castles, churches, whatever, Viking strongholds, I don't know, you know, child. And he was like, well, you're really positive. Is there anything like negative about it? And I was like, well, I said it has some qualities of some other countries that I don't like where the people are not unfriendly, but they're not warm. Um, And I don't want to buy into the people in the north are cold and people in the south are warmer, but that is my experience. So like, you know, in Italy, people were like really warm, maybe a little too warm. um, But in Scandinavia, they were quite cool. Um, friendly but cool, and then he like texts me back and he goes, "So are you the kind of person that complains about something everywhere you go?" And I thought you asked me this, I wasn't complaining, but whatever, I got things to do. I said, "But I'm gonna see you next week after I drop off my kid. I'm gonna fly to this third country, drop off my kid, and then fly to see you." He was like, "Great, looking forward to it." So like the day, bef- day or two before I'm going to like start traveling across the country like by train and stuff and not really have time to be chatting and whatnot, I have to just deal with logistics of travel and also a child to make sure the child doesn't forget anything and I don't lose him on a train platform somewhere. Um, he calls me, no, he texts me and he was like, so I know you're coming to my place, but when are you leaving? And I was like, we had talked about this and I was going to buy a ticket when you and I were going to go back to the other city because you have to, I don't know, I don't know what he had to do in the other city, check on his apartment, I don't know, bureaucracy, there's always bureaucracy. And we were going to do that. And he's like, well, you know, the weekend, I was flying in on a Thursday. He's like, um, the weekend after you're coming, I want to do some things with some people I met, um... And I was like, so I like get off the texting and I just dial the phone because I know he has the phone in his hands and I call him and I was like, what's going on? And he goes, I, this is why at the beginning of the text, I said, I didn't want you to read anything into this. I just, you know, was thinking about doing some other stuff, but, you know, now that I'm talking to you, I realize it's crazy and I only want to spend time with you because I haven't seen you since April. Um, I was unable to see you in June, and now it's July, and I'm going to spend every available moment with you the minute you land. I was like, Ugh, something feels off, but I now have to leave this hotel, take a train, travel travel three hours, take a bus, I don't know, do all this stuff so my son can see these sites that I had promised him um, this trip in 2020, and obviously it didn't happen. Um, and I was worried that he was getting too old for some of the stuff. So I just wanted to like do it all while he was 12 before he hits puberty and is over everything as well as me. So I was like, I don't feel comfortable about this. Um, but I don't have anything I can do. I said, do, should I change my plans? Like, do you want me to not come? He's like, no, no, I want you to come. Love you. Yada, yada. Okay. So I spent the last three or four days with my child traveling around the Western part. I'm so bad with, yeah, the Western part of this country, rural though. So, you know, and I didn't rent a car, so it was, you know, a lot of work, logistics. And we finally get the the rural part of the country has a tiny airport because there's a major company there. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm at the airport. It's like eight in the morning or whatever. And I'm going to fly to this other country and drop my... Son off with his dad. And then I'm going to turn around to go back to the airport and fly to see you. So I just want to be clear that that's the plan. And he said, okay. And that's all I heard from him. But look, I had the logistics plane was late. I don't even understand. Like I was flown to some satellite Place because I didn't have anywhere to land the plane that was 30 minutes from the airport. I'm like, could you have told me this when I was on the flight? But our flight was late, so I guess we got what we got. And my ex is very anxious in travel, hence the previous thing about Panama. And so I was just like, for my child's sake, I was trying to keep my ex calm enough on this little satellite trip um, back to the main airport. It's just so that my child doesn't freak out because my ex freaks out all the time. So that managed. I get them on their way. And then I was like, okay. So I text them. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm in the different part of the airport. I rechecked my bag. And I'm going to be with you in a few hours. I made the cutoff, you know, because I was worried about missing the flight, to be frank, with the other one being so late. But I made the cutoff. And I get no response. I'm like, okay, well... It is Thursday, maybe he's working, um, whatever. And so I was like, you know, well, I'm in the airport and I got some food. You know, I talked to some friends. Yeah, I, I did my thing. And the flight left at like maybe 8, 8.40 at night. It was awful. But I had pre-cleared with him that it was going to be okay that I was landing at 10.40. And he was like, It's fine, stop asking. Of course I'll pick you up, you know, whatever. So I'm in the airport and he texts me. He's like, So I don't know when are you landing and where are you landing and how are you gonna get to my place? And I was like, Um, I'm landing at ten forty, like public transportation is hit or miss late at night in various cities and I don't know what it is in your city, you're And I'm not really comfortable. And I had brought a lot of stuff because I'd bring it for two climates, his climate and Scandinavia, which is cold in the summer. And I was like, okay, well, we had talked about this and you said you were going to pick me up. And then I figured when we're at the airport, we'll decide how to get back to your place, cab, train, bus, whatever. Um, And so I'm like Googling it. It's 40 minutes, no matter what mode of transportation you take at that time of night. And he didn't respond. And I thought, okay, so I'm going to get on this plane. Cause you know, they're like, you know, the intercom goes and they're like, you know, we're boarding, you know, Rose, whatever. And I was like, so I'm going to get on this plane and I don't know what I'm walking into on the other end, but I don't think it's going to be good, but I'm sort of committed. Um, I don't know what I was committed to. Well, I gave my luggage, so I was committed, I guess. So I get on the plane. I'm anxious the whole time I'm on the plane. I don't even know if I eat the food. Who knows? And I land and all I can think of is I don't know what I'm going to walk into. So I like run into the bathroom while I'm waiting for my bags. Like, let me like brush my teeth, like, you know, put on some perfume, like make sure I look as good as I can, you know, given that I have been in like three airports, you know, all day and you know various temperatures like I'm not saying like I smell like a rose but I was like gotta like manage this and I get my bag and I roll out of the exit because you know nobody can go in anymore I roll out of the exit and I'm like looking for I'm like oh my god this guy better show up because it's freaking 10:45, and I'm in like a foreign city in a foreign country I've been to the country before not this particular city and I look over and he's there and I was like thank god But he looked so miserable. I've never seen somebody look so miserable. I'm like, is it because it's 1040? Is it because he worked all day? But he's a night person. Like, he stays up to like one or two in the morning all the time consistently. I am not a night person. And I was kind of exhausted. And he walks over and I was like waiting for this hug or kiss. And he like sort of pats me on the back. He goes, oh, I've been sick. I I can't get close to you. And I was like, no, you haven't, because you always mention when you're sick and you haven't mentioned it. So I think you're lying, but I don't know if I can call you on this right now. Um, And he's like, we got to get going because like the trains, buses, whatever, stop running. Um, And we got to get you a pass and whatever. So but he couldn't figure out like it was the weirdest thing because. He figured out in Panama how to do things like in the other city, we, we both live in part time, you know, he manages that and he's been in that city as long as I have, but suddenly we get to this, um, this city where he's been on and off for six months, maybe. And he's flown in and out a bunch of times because, you know, whatever. And he's like, I don't know how to get back to the apartment. He was like, just so weird. And so we're like crossing back and forth this airport, like taking. So we finally like take a train and a bus. I don't know. It was like 11 close to midnight and I'm not the best um, at night. And I'm like, well, is there anything going on? He's like, no, I'm like talking. He won't say anything to me. And I was like, okay, well, it's late and I don't have the energy to like maintain a whole thing. So let's just get to your place. So we get to his place. He goes in the bathroom, closes the door, doesn't come out for like half an hour. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And So eventually I, he leaves. I, I had to go to the bathroom. I, and then I was like, well, I guess I'll put on my pajamas and go to bed. And he's like, I'm really tired. I have to get up for work tomorrow. You know, whatever. He literally just goes to sleep. And I was like, okay. So in the morning... We can talk. So we wake up in the morning, um, sleeping in the same bed. If he could have, like, and I think it's, oh, I'm so bad at bed sizes, probably like a queen. I don't know. They don't have standard US sizes, so I don't know. And he, like, kept moving over. Like, I touched him. He, like, moved my hand. I was like, Are you okay? He's like, Oh, I'm just really tired. I have a hard time getting up in the morning that had not been my experience before but maybe on vacation it's different from every day like i don't know i'm not like a hit snooze sort of person um but he had snooze and then he just wouldn't get up and he wouldn't like look at me and i was like okay well i'm gonna get up and take a shower and like get ready for the day i didn't sleep well at all the night before because i was having anxiety about you not wanting me to be here but like i can't just like sit next to you hitting snooze ignoring me so i took a shower he's like he finally gets up um gets dressed and like packs his stuff. And I was like, so what's going on? He's like, well, I've been going into work because I don't have air conditioning and I live on the 16th floor. This is so true. And, um, and he had no curtains and, oh my God, I'm not going to get into it. Another basic, like guy has no things in his apartment other than like a bed and a chair. I don't, and you have a TV. I literally don't understand how people live this way. And, he's like, but it gets really hot I don't there's no air conditioning it is a 16th floor so I've been going into work because um, they have air conditioning there and I was like, okay, well when are you coming back? He's like, I'll let you know and he left a key and left and I was like, wow, okay but you know what am I gonna do like I don't want to be the crazy girl who's like talk to me you know and I don't know he misses work and gets fired or whatever I mean that it's not that kind of situation it's like a regular adult job. Um, but he left and I thought, okay, so this guy doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. I don't, but I want to have a conversation. I'm just not going to pack my stuff up and leave. So I did my laundry from my vacation and I went out and saw all the things I'd ever want to see in the city. Ticked more off my bucket list. That was never, I was not, I don't know if I was ever gotten to it because if I wanted to go, I would have gone. Um, I was like well let me see all the sites I'm texting my friends I'm like he's being really weird I think this is not gonna go well um, but let me see all the things I saw all the things and then I went back to his place and it does it has a Western exposure he has no curtains the windows take up the entire side of his studio And it was hot as Hades in there. And you can't even see because it sounds like blazing in in your eye. There was like nowhere to be except facing the other way, texting my friends going, what do I say to him? I want to have a hard conversation, but he's like so checked out, whatever. So in the middle of me having all these text conversations, he walks into the apartment at maybe seven at night and he'd been gone, I don't know, let's say 10 hours maybe. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And he was like, Are you hungry? And I was like, Well, at this point, sure. Cause I had eaten breakfast. I don't think I'd eaten lunch. And um, I was busy running around seeing all the sights. And I was like, Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. He's like, Okay, well, I'll find some place. Let's walk there. For he, this is a person who like, had, like made reservations over the winter and in like Panama had plans. We would walk places he knew where we were going. And so he was like, I, I don't know where we are going, you know, we were walking, I felt like forever, and I was tired because I hadn't slept the night before, I was hungry, we get to this like restaurant, he was like, oh, it does look pretty bad, but do you want to find somewhere else? And I was like, I just want to sit down, like, I'm, I'm over this. So we ordered food, whatever, it was not great, I don't know what I had, some awful fish, and I hate awful fish because that can go badly. And we are sitting down and eating or whatever. And I just stopped talking because I'm really very chatty and I usually try to carry the conversation, especially when men don't talk. But I was exhausted from it and he just wouldn't say anything. So I stopped talking. And eventually he, like, after he finishes, like, his, oh my God, he had a half pint of beer, half pint, half liter. I'm so bad at this, of beer. And he's like, and he doesn't drink. And I was like, You're drinking? And he, because he's very, much doesn't really drink a lot and i was like okay whatever and he was like i we need to talk and i was like obviously he's like we 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 don't have a relationship and i was like what the fuck okay i'm sorry go on he was like i, I don't know what's going on but this 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 isn't working um i know i said i love you but i'm not in love with you but i do love you or whatever um but you know, we don't really have a relationship. I'm like, okay. So I, the thing is I always fill in all the blanks and I didn't want to fill all the blanks. And I was like, so are you saying that you don't want to be in a relationship with me? And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, this is a person who I, the whole time was treating me as if I had cooties. Like we're walking down the street and he's literally like five feet away, which is the thing my ex used to do. And I could, I'm sorry, I just hit the table. I cannot, I cannot with that. Like, you're either with me or you're not. And I was like, okay, so what are you saying? And he was like, well, I don't know why I don't want this, but I did tell you in the beginning, I'm emotionally stunted and I don't think I can do this, but if you can convince me to stay in it, maybe I will. I was like, I think you need to pay the check and I think we need to leave. So I stood up and went to the, it was in a courtyard. Um, I stood up and went to the and, and exit entrance and he paid and then he caught up with me. And he's like, so what are you gonna say? Like, how are you gonna convince me? You know, you're the best woman I've ever met. You know, I should really want to be with you. I don't know why I don't. And I said, I'm literally not going to convince you. What I'm going to do is I'm gonna go back to your apartment where there's high speed Wi-Fi." I'm going to book myself a ticket on the next flight. I had already researched it because I could, I mean, I'm not an idiot. There are two flights one at 810. This other city, I tell you, with these fucking flights, there's one at 810, one at 820. I need to get on one of these two airplanes and because the train is 16 hours and I'm not taking a bus. I need to get on one of these two airplanes and it's like eight at night. And if I'm going to buy a ticket in less than 12 hours, I, there weren't that many seats and I'm going to play highway robbery prices. So I need to get on it. And he wouldn't talk to me. He just like sat in the studio, like looking at me with like a cry face. And I was like, I can't make you feel better that you have want nothing to do with me. And like, one of my friends, when I was texting her the day, she's like, do you think there's somebody else? I'm like, I don't know. And I literally, he left his, um, iPad, um, there and and i know the password because he gave me the password in panama um in case somebody called about this missing phone and i was like five seconds from like being the person who checks his um ipad and scrolls through his messages and emails and stuff and then i was like but i'm not this person like i'm not this person i'm not gonna do this um He's, he doesn't want to be with me. The reasons are n- not relevant, really. So I took myself out for back a second round of sightseeing, which is why, probably why I didn't eat any lunch because I was hemming and hawing about like doing that or even checking his phone when he went to take a shower. He's gone for like a half hour, and I was like, mm, I can check his phone. Um, I know that, that the password. And so I'm sitting there like on my computer, trying to get like a flight and trying to get a cab, which was impossible. It's like a regular large city it's the capital of a country but getting a cab seemed impossible took me like a half an hour to find somebody who would be willing to like pick me up at again like six in the morning um so I found a cab and I was like okay well I'm just gonna go to sleep now um I'll get up in the morning no need for you to wake up and that's the last of it he went to sleep I left him in the morning, he never woke up, he never said goodbye, he never had any explanation for his behavior, except that he's emotionally stunted. And that was that. And um, so I flew, fortunately, I have a place to stay, I flew to my um, apartment. And, you know, landing at like, nine thirty in the morning or whatever. So like, I'm in my apartment at 10am. And I have like, nothing but an entire day to think about, my 36 hours in this city and how I got dumped. And it's the first time I've ever been dumped ever. And, and I'm not, I'm long in the tooth. And I was just flabbergasted because I literally didn't know what happened. Here's this guy who like says he's like into me, who's behaving with this great intensity. And then he just went cold and it, mimicked what had happened to me in all of the relationships and the thing is I had felt things were weird so I did ask and he kept having excuses or he was coming up with excuses before I could even ask the question so he'd be like oh my god I'm sorry I didn't call you but I was busy or I'm sorry I didn't do this but um, I had a work thing or I'm sorry I didn't do this but I had to you know I don't know manage whatever and so I never got to ask the question and when I asked the question he was like you're reading too much into it You know, and since I always have a fear that people are going to leave, I tried to temper my anxiety because I know that I'm always like, they're going to leave. When are they going to leave? Are they going to leave? And I felt like he was getting ready to leave. And I was like, is it him or is it my anxiety? Turns out it was him. It was not my anxiety. My anxiety was well placed. But one of the things that I did over the, so I was in my other house, you know, for the rest of the summer, um, was, I have a lot of self-examination because I did, I don't know what signs I missed or what I should have done differently. And I actually introduced my son. So I really did think there was gonna be a long-term thing. We'd made these plans in November, um, which, sorry, these were my old bones cracking, which I also thought I thought we were settled into a relationship and it wasn't, we were not in the same city, but we were willing to travel to see each other. Um, He had all of September off. Um, He was incidentally not going to take November off when I was going to be with him, which I had a lot of thoughts about, but I thought I would talk to him over the summer about it. And he also was going to take off November. I don't know. I don't know. Um, In lieu of a raise, I guess he got more vacation. And, um, so <laughs> I was like, they'd rather be without you than give you money. I'd rather, well, I don't know what I'd rather have. And so I was asking him like, oh, so you're gonna have all this vacation and you have all this travel time. Like, what are you going to do? And he wouldn't even answer their questions. And I was like, oh my God, do you think like, I'm like, it was like, he was so worried that I'd want to spend time with him. And he so wanted to be alone that he couldn't do it. So ultimately I think he was going to go to Cuba in September and he was like, you're right, it's harder to get into Cuba than I thought. I'm like, you need a visa. Unless you're from, I don't know, 10 countries. And he's not from one of those 10 countries. I don't know what they are, don't ask. And he's like, and then I'm going to go to Cambodia or Thailand or Vietnam. I don't know, whatever. Later, um, but he like, it's like he didn't want to tell me. Um, Some of these places were on the bucket list that I'd sent him. And I know he was going through my bucket list. Um, And it was just, he was... I don't know if he'd ever been open. Like, I've been, obviously, I've had a lot of times to have a whole crap ton of hindsight. And in hindsight, like, he met my friends, he met my son. Um, He's been to my place there, whatever. And he always had an excuse why I couldn't go to his place. And, like, eventually I was like, are you going to give me the address? Like, this is not a state secret. You live a mile away. So eventually he gave me the address there. And I was like, can you give me the address of the place that you're living temporarily to? And he did, and I sent him a gift, because I'm like, oh, here's a housewarming present or whatever, um, and when I got there, like, when I video chatted with him, all the gifts were around when I got there, all the gifts were gone, um, except one expensive one, but all the little ones were gone, and I was like, did you hide them? Cause it's such a, but it's such a barren place, the only thing he's got, like, like a, commu- a computer monitor and a bed and a table, um, you know, and so it was just... I, I don't know, he had not had any, he'd only had one other relationship and over that, that extended over a period of time. That one was under two years. I don't remember how long it was. He said he told me all this, but he didn't. And so when I asked, he's like, oh, I told you this. I'm like, eh, you kind of did it, but you know, I, there's no reason for me to probe that. And it was, so other than that, and I kept asking, like, do you want to be in a relationship? And I asked him this before we started dating in those months that we were talking. And he said to me, you know, I keep going, like he was doing speed dating and all this, other stuff. And he was like, I go on dates or speed dates. He actually doesn't go on individual dates because I think it's something I should do, but it's not really something I want to do. But I thought that was with regards to other people. I didn't apply it to myself. So, I guess he thought he wanted to be in a relationship or he thought he should want to be in a relationship. But in reality, he just wanted to be alone and watch TV. And I don't know. Like, he doesn't really spend a lot of time with his family because they're all, like, low-key toxic. Um, his brother is alone as well. And they're not 20. <laughs> so it's, you know... It was, I can say this now because it's like two months later and I'm not as sad as I was, but it was just another learning experience and my therapist, who I had to have an emergency call with because I don't usually talk to her when I travel, but um, I was like, I, so I explained this to her and she goes, she was like, even I didn't see that coming from the behavior that you described, um, but she was like, if there were any flags, maybe the emotionally stunted comment Um, or the fact that he had not ever been in a long-term relationship, like, except for this other one. Um, but we're talking like 20 years of dating, you know, potentially. And, um... You know, she was like, you know, in the future, if you want to have like a long-term serious relationship with somebody, maybe you need to meet somebody who's actually done that because then they would have some like show of commitment because she's right. Except for my ex, who was the only long-term relationship with me, uh, for 20, whatever years, all the people I dated before. So it's hard when you're before they'd never been in a long-term relationship in your twenties, you know? there's some allowance for that, but all the people I dated post-divorce, except for the guy who cheated all the time, um, the foreigner. So I don't know if he really wasn't, he was in a marriage, but he was not really in the marriage. He had never made a commitment. Um, I mean, you know, they, they had, they stayed together and they had some kids, but he had all these girlfriends in like foreign countries. He was out and about, um, he went to strip clubs. He was busy. So, you know, Thunderbolt had had one two year relationship, you know, and he's forty five, and so all these people I've dated who are all like in their forties who have never had a long term relationship, even though they keep saying that that's what they want. I really don't think maybe the summer guy was right about this. People say things because it's the politic thing to say or the the thing that you should say, but if they really wanted it, they would have it and he, at the end of the day, didn't really want it. Um, I just... I I don't actually... I'm not so sad about the ending. I'm just sad about, like... Look, I schlepped a whole bunch of clothes across, like, a different country because I needed clothes for two different climates and I also needed to bring stuff for work, so all these notebooks and stuff. And I only carry... with I only travel with the one bag because I'm, like, committed to that, but the one bag was super heavy and, like, to have to, like hoisted overhead or a train or bus, like somebody help me. But then I was like, the whole train ride, I'm like, oh my God, I have to get it down. And it weighs like a thousand pounds. And how am I going to get it down? And, you know, in time to get off this train and get to the bus. And there's like a little turnaround and all that. So it was, I just wish he had had the courage to either say to me in May, June, July, whenever he, his feelings changed, that his feelings had changed. He was not interested in being in a relationship and that I shouldn't fly to the city. Um, But flying somewhere and having somebody not look at or talk to you for like 36 hours is not an experience I would wish on many people. So that said, I am like not dating at all. I am not on any apps. I'm going to no parties to the extent that I can limit my social um, life to like one on one, like brunches with friends um, in like LA, but I'm not seeing anyone. Actually, I was at this event last this week, this time last week, and this guy sat down next to me and he was alone and he was like, Hey, and I was like, You know what? I'm not talking to you <laughs> because I know how this goes and I'm not having any conversations with you. I was like, Oh, well, let's just focus on this the, the thing. Um, it was a black box theater thing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to read this program and I'm going to ignore you. And I understand that maybe it's rude or whatever, but I have no interest in anybody hitting on me and like, you're too close and I can't move now. And, um, but I shut it down and I don't, I don't know if I have it in me, like in this perfect world, I've always wanted like a loving long-term relationship. And I've had literally none in like the last 20 plus years. And I still want it, but I don't know if I have the wherewithal to get it because the choices I'm making, even though they seem better, are not better. So, you know, this summer guy seemed so much more emotionally available than anybody I dated. But in the end, he wasn't. Like, I so, like, did some more research and it was like, if men can't express their feelings for you, then they're emotionally unavailable, which I had never thought. Like, I always feel like I have to, like, step in and tell them they like me because they're hovering around and won't go away, but they can't ever say anything, um, except for the crazy love bombing guys who are like, I love you after, like, knowing you for a minute. But I, um, he was emotionally unavailable. Like, often he would say, when we'd have, like, long conversations, you know, you're so much more like mature than me. I don't know. why You spend time with me. You went to a better school. Can you believe this? Like at this age, like you know, like you know, I just got the thing for like your twenty something, whatever, and uh, reunion. Oh, whatever. And he's like, I can't believe you went to this school. You know, it's such a great school. Whatever. Um, you know, you're so accomplished. You can't believe you've written this many books. Whatever it is, and. Like, it's not a comparison. It's just like, you know, and somebody said to me, well, do you reassure them? And I'm like, how do I reassure them out of, like, insecurity, like, fundamental insecurity and not liking themselves or liking the life they lead? Like, they, I am where I am because I've made all these choices. Some of them are good and some of them are not so great. And they are where they are from making all the choices that they've made. Some good, some great, some not so great. But... I don't want to have to try to cajole them into loving themselves and then by extension loving me. I don't have it in me. So now I feel like those guys who are looking for a unicorn, I'm looking for somebody who is stable, who has a place to live, who has like even past 40, like is not in a mattress on the floor or eating off of cardboard boxes, uh, who has a car, who has a job or some way of supporting themselves. They don't need a job, job. I don't have a job, job, but you know, they can be a self-employed artist, whatever. Um, but somebody who has furniture and a way of supporting themselves and is comfortable in their skin, who knows who they are and who's generally positive about life and what it has to offer um, because that's the kind of person I am and my thoughts about dating in an egalitarian manner where I'm never going to cut anybody off because that's unfair if they don't have money status, a great car, a car at all um, a great place to live or whatever and it's it, I, I always thought it felt elitist but now I just think I want somebody that is far more similar to me and we'll see but i'm not looking right now because i don't know how to find it and i certainly don't want to spend my time swiping on tinder going i wonder if he has a mattress i wonder if he has a bed spra- box spring i wonder if he has a bed frame i wonder if he's not like has a light you know a uh, empty light bulb like hanging from a wire from the ceiling you know and that seems like a lot to figure out. So I'm just going to leave it. Um, My child started seventh grade. I have more anxiety about it than him. So I'm dealing with him and his newfound autonomy, but still needs a lot of parenting. I think since I'm not going to see this guy in November, my goal today is actually to book tickets to travel on my own somewhere and move on with my life as a single person who's not dating. So that's where we are. This is the update. Um, I thought I would like restart the podcast when I started dating again, but I'm not sure. Um, I might if I start dating, but right now it's just about me. I'm going to go knit, make breakfast, work out, and maybe write. But all those things do not involve looking for My other half, my partner in crime, all those things people say, because I don't think that's in the cards for me right now. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, Fifty First Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at Moore and on all social media at the same handle, Moore. Thanks for listening and I'll be in your ears next week.